Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. In 2019, Austin McNamara was named Freshman All-American as a punter for Texas Tech. Initially, I planned this discussion to be a single episode with Austin and his father, Brian. If you're interested to listen, you'll find that Austin's hard work in high school and his father's guidance were both reoccurring themes. After the discussion was wrapped up, we went off the record to hang out for a few more minutes. During that time, it was clear that Austin was warming up, and he was ready to share more. Consequently, episode two has a second segment, going deeper into the strategy, which figuratively punted his name into the record books. Austin, how are you going to deal with the success of your freshman season? Yeah, um, so every after every season um, and every year, I just kind of recap and... Um, all the accolades and accomplishments and awards are always definitely, you know, rewarding and for all the hard work that I've tried to put in, um, to kicking and putting and, and to, uh, to my craft. So, um, seeing that is definitely obviously means everybody. It's a, you know, it's a, um, it's really warming, I guess, to be able to receive those. Um, but at the same time, um, I try and put them to the side, acknowledge that, put them to the side, um, and kind of just keep building off of that. Um, that's what I'm trying to do right now in the off season still as we, in the summer and summertime is where I make, usually I make my biggest strides in the summer. Um, and I try and really focus, try and get better every day. Um, and whether it's obviously not kicking every day, but doing little stuff, doing drills, stretching some stuff that we have here at Texas tech with our strength coaches that do a great job with us here. Um, as far as, you know, keeping us fresh and, and everything. So I try and learn from them and try and get my body back and rebuild it up. So, um, and then I just try and do it again uh, next season and kind of keep stacking it up um, until whenever my time is done and um, try and my dad, we've always talked about, you know, you could be done tomorrow, you know, you never know. And so I try and do everything I can today um, to try and get better and, you know, try not to regret everything, anything. That's my biggest thing too is, I don't want to regret not doing anything and it hurting me in the season or hurting me whenever. Um, so that's why I try and put the work in, you know, work hard. Um, and then, you know, if the accolades come, it's fine. If they don't, then I'll just keep working and trying to get better. And, and um, yeah, so that's why I try and that's my mindset going into every season, off season and really every day. So. Okay. You've talked about hard work a lot. We've heard it in the first segment, hashtag hard work pays off. But what is hard work to you? On kicking days, um, just definitely, you know, uh, quality reps over quantity, right? Quality over quantity. Um, and just hitting, you know, good balls, working on every single type of punt that you might need for your season, whether it's traditional, you know, the two-step or three-step, um, whether it's rugby, um, instead of 10, whatever it is. And really just trying to, you know, work – work on your craft, you know, just trying to get better. Um, and then on off days, um, I would say, you know, obviously here at Texas Tech, you know, we're lifting a lot. So I'm trying to get, you know, builds, you know, build muscle, build strength, build flexibility, all that kind of stuff, um, which will obviously translate to the field. 
Um, and then also just doing drills, doing drops. Um, one thing I'm trying to get really better at is doing more drops each day. Um, and try and get in a routine with that. Um, and so I would just say, yeah, just doing drops, um, you know, doing, doing your steps, doing some dry runs. That's kind of, that's kind of what I do. And I try and do that every single day, um, to kind of keep that muscle memory because muscle memory is something that if you can create that, um, it makes it a lot easier. Um, and it just, it uh, helps you get better results. So that's what I train. Tell them about your sleeping too, Austin and eating. Yeah. So for sleeping, um, I try, I mean, I, I go to bed. I, uh, this past season, um, was definitely a lot, um, more on my body because I wasn't used to it as a true freshman, um, going from high school, graduating in May, then getting into routine in August. So it kind of came at me really fast, but I, I kind of just sat down and tried to make a plan, put a plan together. Um, as far as what I'm going to do each day, you know, obviously take care of all my school in the morning and football in the afternoon, but in eating, um, in between that and stuff. Um, but as far as sleeping wise, you know, trying to get, um, as much sleep as I can. Um, I usually set, you know, a time to go to bed, um, each night. It's probably for me, it's probably, and obviously it's different for everybody as far as your schedule wise, um, whatever time you have to be up or and what time you get done with practice. But for me personally, um, you know, I go to bed between, you know, 10, around 10 o'clock each night, not to get up by, you know, like six, six thirty. Um, and so I try, I try and just create that habit and routine. I got a routine every single day of doing that. Um, and it turned out and it worked out for me. Um, and I think it helps contribute to my success because in high school, I wasn't in high school, you know, I just kind of, I wasn't as disciplined, I guess. And I just didn't really think about it that much, but now that I'm in college, um, and I'm on my own, you know, trying to really set that in stone. And as far as eating wise, um, at Texas Tech, they feed us really good here. And they know they know really what's best for us, and um, we've spent countless hours on nutrition um, with our nutritionist and and, um, and our strength coach. And so they they teach us a lot about nutrition and, and strength and how to get better, how to rebuild your body, and um, and that's kind of that's been a huge a huge thing for me too personally. And I try and take that and um, use it in my life every day. So it's been it's been really helpful as far as that aspect. You're talking about routine, you're talking about habits, nutrition. Like, what is the strategy though? Like, you're getting better, you're getting stronger. Walk me through what you're actually doing. Yeah, I try and during the summer, that's kind of where I put the work in and, and, uh, and spring. spring yeah, too. And, yeah, spring because we have spring ball obviously too. And I try and get better during spring ball and, and in the weight room and stuff. Usually, you know, in this offseason, I really try and get better in the weight room. Um, and trying to get bigger and stronger. And then once fall camp, you know, rolls around or it's getting pretty close, you know, I try and um, just kind of, you know, get ready for that. But up until that point, um, you know, I'm always, if it's off the field, you know, lifting and eating and sleeping and and uh, doing drills and stuff. But if, it, if I'm on the field, you know, I want to make strides, um, really focus in on the technique part of it. Um, and that's what, yeah, that's what I try and do and try and put those two together. You're getting 25 pounds in seven months, James. 25 pounds in seven months. But that's not just, that's not just eating a, bu- a bunch of protein. Well, lifting too. Yeah. Dude, tw- dude 25 pounds in seven months. <laughs> I, 
sounds like you need to go shopping and you need to get some new clothes. <laughs> Again, guys, we're talking with Austin McNamara. He is the Texas Tech punter, and he was named freshman All-American in 2019 and All-Big 12 as a true freshman. We've talked about what you're doing physically, nutrition-wise, sleeping. Next question. Rank the following from most important to least important leg strength technique and the mental game mindset um i would say um i really think i think mindset is the first one and why i say that is because um i think if you're in a really good you know state of mind and you got and you can control your mind um your body will do will come will come after it on its own um for me um, I've had to kick two game winners in high school. Um, each time, you know, I, people, and even like here at Texas Tech, people ask me, you know, what do you think about, you know, when you, before you punt or before you kick? And honestly, I don't really think about anything really. I mean, I just kind of, I just kind of, you know, um, kind of just get my mind right. I know some people sometimes struggle with that. And so I try and give them the best advice I can. And it's just try not to think too much about it. Um, just go out there and, and do your thing. And, um, if you've, I think for me personally, for mindset wise is if you put, if I know that I put the work in, in the off season, I know that I've done everything I can then I know, you know, the outcome is going to be good. And I know that I've just tried my best and hopefully and it'll all work out. So I think mindset, especially in camps and games, especially, um, and practice even too, you know, you got to have that good mindset. Um, and I think the biggest thing is if you make a mistake, you know, move on. Um, me and my dad say we don't make the same mistake twice. Um, whether I do something, you know, drop it inside or too far outside or swing across or whatever it is, whatever, or miss, leave my, you know, don't come through on a field goal and all that kind of stuff. Right. If I, my legs, my leg, um, my legs, uh, line swinging down the line is off, whatever. I try and fix that the next time. Um, and let the bad ones go. You know, that's probably, that's a big part about kicking and punting. If you make a mistake, hit a bad ball miss hit it, um, just forget about it, move on and go to the next one and and you'll have a lot better result that way. So I'd rank mindset as number one for sure, at least for me. So you know, and I and here in, in Arizona with my with the high school kids and like I did with Austin, you know, like what Austin just mentioned about making mistakes. Like I, I always like I said, I tell the kids it's okay to make a mistake. We just don't make the same mistake twice. You know, it, it's not a it's not we don't fail, we learn from a mistake, right? And um because I want kids to be relaxed, not afraid to try something new. And I feel like once if their mind is relaxed, um, and again, I don't get upset if they hit a bad ball. We just learn from it. And we just, as long as we don't make the same mistake two times in a row, we're good. We just keep moving on and keep pressing forward. Right. Look, keep moving forward. Keep improving. But let's get down to the bolts. You averaged 45 yards a ball this season. Was that what your anticipated expectation was? Um, expectations for myself. Uh, I would say, I mean, punting wise, um, you know, I really want to, I think I try and up my expectations a little bit every year. Um, just kind of set that standard for myself so I can, um, I want to be able to set, you know, a standard, set a bar for myself so that I can not only meet it, but improve, um, off of it. That's what I did last year. Um, it kind of just depends on each game, you know, I kind of, I kind of set a different mindset. Um, and what I mean is, you know, like it depends on the conditions. Maybe the conditions are bad for that game. Um, because I know some guys just want to hit 55 yards, five O balls every single time. 
And, you know, I think, I mean, I, I try and think of, you know, I just want to, um, you know, hit a good ball, whatever that is during that game or practice, you know, I kind of set that bar for myself and, and not get, not make my expectations too high to where I think about it too much. And then that will allow you to, you know, kind of miss it or things kind of go bad from there, I think. So, and I've learned that over time, especially at, you know, in practices and camps and stuff, you know, um, uh, my dad, I would always, me and my dad would always watch, you know, the older guys, right. When I was like a freshman or sophomore in, in high school and watch seniors in high school or freshmen in college, you know, kick either on television or live or, or whatever, you know, and it's really easy to get caught up in that and be like, Hey, I want to be like that. You know, I want to hit that ball right now, <laughs> but you got to set the expectation for yourself and, and set that bar. Um, so you don't exceed it and kind of get in your own head and that's when bad things happen. So that's what I try and try and do. Again, this is Austin McNamara, the freshman All-American punter from Texas Tech. In 2019, he was outstanding, and his father, Brian, is joining as well. Okay, Austin, we're talking about setting expectations, and you play in one of the most difficult environments, which is Lubbock, Texas. For those who do not know where Lubbock is, it is in the panhandle of Texas, far west Texas. And a calm day is 10 mile an hour wind. And the gusts can be really, really high. So, Austin, you are there in the windy, windiest city in one of the windiest cities in Texas. How are you practicing? Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> I would, yeah, I mean, in the off season, like I said, I practice into the wind all the time. You know, being here, it's it's really windy here, like every single day, pretty much every single day, honestly. Um, and so the biggest thing I can say is practice when it's windy. You know, hit kicks, hit, hit field goals, hit punts, whatever you're doing. Um, and even in the rain, too. I mean, it doesn't rain, I guess, as much as other parts of the country do, in Lubbock at least. So, um, we don't, I don't have to deal with the rain, I guess, as much as other guys do, but wind for sure, I deal with, um, every single day. Um, and so, and I get lucky, you know, in the days that there's no wind. Um, so, but here, you know, I practice into the wind, um, both sides. So I'll kick into the wind, um, and work on my technique, work on my form. Um, then I also kick down wind, you know, um, and most guys, you know, like you see like field goal kickers or either, either punters too, they just want to kick down wind cause it flies 80 yards down the field. Um, and so, I mean, which is all, which is great. Um, but you know, you also want to be able to kick it into the wind. So you're, you're two dimensional. You don't want to be one dimensional, just kicking down wind. So, um, and then with crosswind too, um, I honestly, I honestly can say I haven't kicked. Um, I haven't had a lot of days where there's crosswind. It's usually into the wind or behind my back. Um, probably 80% of the time I would say, at least here in Lubbock. So, but every once in a while you will get that crosswind. Um, and I would say, you know, just try and try and practice. Crosswind is definitely tough for sure, um, but it, it just takes practice. That's all it is. Just takes time and practice and, and a lot of reps. So, you notice other kickers when they trot out on the field or punters, th- their mind is not always on their target. Their mind is elsewhere and on the elements. So it sounds like you really have confidence in what you're doing, regardless of the wind conditions. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I'm I'm hundred percent confident. Um, and it, because I, like I said, I've done it 
so many times done it in in win downwind in games and practice and I just I've been I kind of work on that and I think another thing too is I kind of think of this a little bit too is um, my coach Mike he always says you know keep it simple you know punting if you keep it simple um, it comes and it you just want to keep everything simple um, and that's what I try and think about so um, I don't want to get you know too crazy and that kind of happens that kind of turns into bad sometimes it can turn into a bad punt um, if you have a lot of moving parts, I guess. So even though there is windy conditions, um, I try and, you know, I perfect my drop into the wind, you know, try and get that drop every single time so I can get the best ball I can um, despite the wind and however hard it's blowing. And, um, yeah, I just try and keep it simple um, and, you know, keep that drop the same. So good things will happen. One of my favorite things about Saturdays in the fall is game day. You wake up early and there's Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard and Chris Fowler, all the guys, Pat McAfee, who has been so much fun on that show. But right after, you know, Lee makes his, his pick and everyone's going crazy, you have the 11 o'clock games. And the Red Raiders had a couple of 11 a.m. games this year, right? So we've had, we actually had, I think we had like four or five 11 a.m. games this year. Um, so I got a few of them. And um, I think mostly all of them, I mean, there wasn't a ton of, there wasn't a ton of wind to be honest, at least from the field when I was, when I was down there. It's cold. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, when you get warm, it's not. It's not cold. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the condition, the conditions, it kind of obviously just depends. It varies in Lubbock. You know, it's it's like it rains and then it starts sunning and then it starts snowing and it starts hailing. So it's like it's it's crazy. But so you never really you never really know. But um, at least for here, 11 a.m. games sometimes it'd be windy. If it was windy, you know, I just kind of say, all right, you know, time to get, change my mindset a little bit. That's what I was talking about earlier about you know having your expectation and mindset for that game. You know, because every game is different. Every time is different. All right, so we're just spitballing over here about the wind and the conditions. Again, this is Austin McNamara, freshman All-American punter at Texas Tech, and his father, Brian. Okay, according to WeatherSpark, I'm looking at my computer as we're talking here, when is it the most windy in Lubbock? And what this says is the windiest part of the year is actually during the off-season from January to June, and the average wind speed is anywhere between 10 and 13 miles an hour again that's the average wind speed but then during the season your average wind speed you know from august to december is somewhere between 9 and 11 miles an hour dude that's incredible you're actually practicing in the off season in tougher conditions than you play in during the season did you know that I didn't. No, I've only been here a year, so I really don't know. But I mean, I knew for sure, like, I know spring ball, I remember some practices, it'd be pretty windy, but for games wise, um, you know, it'd, it'd still be like nine miles an hour sounds about right for sure. Um, it wasn't, I was never really, you know, too bad, I guess, during game. So you were learning your freshman year about, you know, getting the feel for what's going on and what it's really like. And that's crucial for punting because whenever the ball, starts dying and the wind is still blowing the ball does funky things uh, so i kind of i'm trying to get i'm still getting a feel um for i remember when i first got here um you know in games and in practice and then even this past you know spring ball you know we had a few practices before um stream break and the COVID stuff and everything so um i've been i've been still trying to figure out you know trying to play the wind for sure here um it definitely changes 
um, as far as, you know, like direction or speed or whatever it is. And so um, I talk about that a lot with uh, Coach Wells, our, my head coach. Um, we talk about that, you know, he'll sometimes, so he's giving me some good pointers and some tips about the wind and, you know, trying to help me, you know, handle it. Um, cause I'm in Arizona, we never really have, you know, a lot of wind. It's nothing like here, nothing even close to it. Um, and so this is kind of all new for me and trying to get used to kicking here. Um, and so I knew when I committed here, I heard that it was really windy. So I knew what I was getting myself into for sure. Um, but as far as conditions wise, you know, I know when you hit it up pretty high, you know, the ball will definitely change, um, either the spiral or the direction that's going, um, on the ground, you know, obviously we're, you know, below. So it, uh, from my drop, at least, you know, it won't really affect it as much, but I know when the ball gets in the air, sometimes they can, you know, start to wobble a little bit or, or change, change direction. Like I said, so I'm trying to get used to it for sure. Um, you know, I've had a few punts this year, which I would have, you know, I wish I would have gotten back, um, just because of the wind, it's kind of, you know, carrying my ball one way or another. And so I'm trying to get used to handling that and, and trying to beat it. So, you know, ironically, um, I think your windiest game Austin was at Arizona. Yeah. No, that night game. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, so ironically that he practices in Lubbock where the wind's at, comes home to Arizona to play in front of his friends and family. And it happens to be probably the windiest game, especially where the Arizona stadium is situated on the uh, south side, a little more open. Uh, um, but at the same time, though, you probably had one of your best games <laughs> against Arizona, even though it was probably the windiest in terms of putting two balls inside of the one in one game. And, and then other balls were, were mashed pretty good. So interesting how that worked out. The reason why we're talking about the win for the last – couple segments of this episode is it's such an important part of your game and what you dealt with and it really makes it all the more incredible that you had the success that you did yeah um i mean yeah the the conditions are always you know it's always sometimes hard to deal with um, especially as a young especially you know last year i was just a true freshman so um i try not to let it overwhelm me just try and you know like i said let my muscle memory and take over. And, um, I know sometimes, you know, it can get in your head with other conditions, you know, whether it's snowing, raining, um, you know, windy and all that kind of stuff. I've never played in a snow game, um, yet, thankfully, but, um, I know when it, you know, if I ever have to, you know, I'll always be ready for it. Um, just with that mindset. So that's the biggest thing, you know, as a young punter that I've tried to learn and learn from other guys too, um, is, you know, it's, uh, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, overwhelming at times, but, you just got to you know, keep pushing through and, and try your best to not let it affect you. So, Well, that's why you have your boys on the sideline. You know, you got your kicker and your punter to hang out with, the backups, and, you know, you're strolling up and down the sidelines, checking out what's going on in the crowd, or at least that's how I dealt with the, with the idle moments. But as you're shaking things off, you're getting ready for the next kick, you're thinking, what is your next ball going to look like? How do you determine what your – ideal ball is you know hang time or distance or, or direction yeah so if we're going into the win um i try obviously hit a lower ball um and so my, my i guess my ideal ball that i'd be happy with um 
it's probably, you know, obviously I try and hit every ball over every, every ball over 40 yards and above four seconds of any time. That's kind of my, that's my goal into the win for sure. Um, you know, I try and hit, you know, at least like a four, two, maybe give my guys a little time to get down there. Um, and then distance, distance, you know, I try and hit it maybe a little bit higher, um, because I won't, I won't probably get enough, a lot of distance on it if we're going into the win. So, um, I try and hit maybe like a, you know, 42, 42 ball, maybe a little bit more than that. That's probably my ideal goal. And I, and I, I've been working on that in the off season. I can hit that, you know, pretty much every single time, um, into the wind. And, and I also, the biggest thing also for me too, is obviously direction. So I try and I hit it directional either left or right. Um, and so I try and, you know, work on that as well. Um, not just hitting a ball, you know, to the opposite side of the field and our guys are not over there. <laughs> so that's a, that's a big thing too, is trying to get the right direction, either left or right or down the hash. So, Dude, 42-4-2? I mean, these guys out there are posting things on social media of 4-8-5-0-5-2 balls. Big ball. That's, that's nice. I wish I could do that. You're saying 42 was the number you were looking at? Trying to put it realistic so that, you know, if I – and then if I then I was trying, you know, over and I try and beat that every single time, whether, whatever it is. So what did Coach Tumberdahl – what expectation did Coach Tumberdahl put on you when you first arrived on, on campus in Lubbock as, you know, the start, you know, potentially the starting punter as a true freshman? Mm-hmm. What did he tell you that you feel when you knew what it was? Um, so it was probably he won anything around from like a 38 yard 38 to like a 44 that was like the expectation he had for me coming in as a true freshman so let's get this right so you had a 38 to 40 yard kick from 3.8 seconds to 4 seconds wait hold on wasn't 45 your average yeah I averaged 45 yards last year so 4-3 hang 4-3 hang but didn't that make you relax though when you're like that's it 38 to 40 i i got that i can do that that yeah. helped you relax that's kind of one of my secrets yeah is i that's why i kind of set that lower bar expectation you know because i i know i know that i can hit that as long as i keep my technique and muscle memory and everything right i know that i can hit that 42 yard 42 ball that i was talking about earlier i know i can hit that every single time into the wind for sure um but it kind of helps you relax because if you're trying to hit a if you're trying to hit a 5-0, you know, 40 or 45 yard ball every single time, you know, it, it gets really overwhelming. And you also just kick, you know, your technique gets sloppy and your mindset goes, you know, crazy and stuff. So you won't be able to probably be able to hit that as much as you could if you set your bar a little bit lower. So that's what I that's what I try and do for myself. That's what I've learned over time, especially last year. Okay, so you, okay, true freshman who learned to keep the expectations low. Because conditions are wacky, windy, cold, rainy, not yet snowy, but key theme, keep my expectations low so that I can go out there, relax, do my thing, and then you look up and you've got a 45-yard net average. Hey, Austin, uh, contrast this with your first, we'll call it two games probably, of your senior year of high school where you had just, you know, you were number two ranked punter in the country, had a bunch of offers going into your senior year, right? Remember how you felt the first couple of games and, and how, how well did you perform the first couple of games of your, of your senior season, especially punting? 
Oh, um, it was oh my senior year. I yeah, remember. Do you remember what you did the first couple of games? Um, I remember that my putting wasn't as if it wasn't as good as I would have I would have liked. Um, and I why was that? Because uh, my expectation was a little bit too high. <laughs> I was a little bit, you know, um, I was just yeah. I I kind of set it a little bit too high and want to hit the big ball every single time. Just kick out of my shoes, I guess. Um, and during the half of the season, I was like, all right, I gotta take a step back and and re, and you know readjust and and everything. And then the rest of the season was really good from that point on. So yeah, yeah he was trying, James. He was trying to validate, you know, the offers. He's trying to validate the rankings, and because you knew every time he went out there, everyone was watching him to see, oh, he's going to be a college player. He must get five O's all the time, and he tried to do that. And it did not, not work out. <laughs> it did not do that. <laughs> yeah. And so I said, "Hey, Austin, let's just let's just do forty-three, four threes now, you know, for the rest of the year." And he, he did just fine the rest of the year. But he started off with really, he was trying to prove a point to everyone. That was okay, watching him. so the expectation was thirty-eight, uh, and the uh, actual was and, forty-five. Yeah, you can't have that mindset, dude. You outperformed your expectations by twenty percent or so. Honestly, my games. Kickoffs were the same too. First couple of games as punting, I remember that too. Just thinking about it, yeah. I, I uh, obviously like I was, you know, my rankings and stuff. Like I wasn't, I was ranked, I guess, decently high as a kicker. Um, everybody saw me more as a punter, um, but I still kicked in high school um, all four years, and I still do a little bit now as well. Um, but like, you know, I my kickoffs weren't as good as two as well. So I just tried and you know try and uh, set that bar, take it back a little bit. And that helped for sure. So for you, why is seeking validation such a problem? It's just, yeah, like it just doesn't, I guess it doesn't put you in a good, you know, spot. It's just, um, I don't know, dad, what would you, what would you call it? I don't, I don't really know the right words. Oh, yeah. I call it the, the recipe for disaster. How's that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you become yeah. a victim of your own success. Yeah, because you're trying to validate it. Yeah, you just do you. What what we're talking about right now really reminds me of number twelve at Augusta, the par three, and you constantly have the caddy and the golfer communicating back and forth about wind and what's going on in the trees. They're really laying out the expectations that look if we come out of here with a three a par like that's a net positive because you know we've seen guys like jordan spieth who you know basically lost the tournament on that hole because it's so difficult whatever happens with the ball once the wind hits it it's you know all bets are off so brian i mean have you been playing much golf lately with austin austin have you been playing much golf i I haven't played see this is the part this is the hard part about being a dad of a kicker and a punter how much golf have I played the last three years, Austin, because of you? Uh, like zero. <laughs> exactly. He's it's he's taken all my all my golf money has been put into camps and plane tickets across the country. So yeah, he has uh, I don't play I don't oh. play very much anymore, but I still love it. I have, I want to play in Lubbock one day. I just haven't had a chance to yet. You can Okay, so you're new to Texas. Where's your favorite burger? Definitely not Whataburger. What? You don't like Whataburger? Not yeah, you're not not converting me. I'm I'm in and out all the way. That's why. 
Oh, okay. So you're an in and guy. I am. No, in and out, James. In and out. What's in and out anyway? <laughs> they have it in Dallas, James. Go go tr- go treat yourself to a proper hamburger. Go to In and Out in Dallas. Multiple locations in, D- in the Big D. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll have to meet at In and Out Burger since that's the only place you go to get a burger. <laughs> My brother played baseball at Texas Tech, and when I went to visit him, he did take me to Blue Sky in Lubbock. Those were pretty good. They are, they are very good. Yep, they got good burgers, too. Yeah, they are, for sure. Waterburger's Water trash. I hope, you're not, I, hope you're not, I hope this podcast is not sponsored by Waterburger. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the Simple Kicking Show podcast isn't sponsored by Waterburger either. <laughs> good for you. Oh, man. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. This was a ton of fun. We'll do it again sometime down the road. Austin, have an awesome season, and thanks again for joining. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed the content, join the community by subscribing to the Simple Kicking channel below, or drop a like and maybe a comment. It would be really cool to hear from you. Also, you'll find Simple Kicking on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and yes, even TikTok.